Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 35 past the hour here on Sports Radio 1250 WSSP. How are y'all doing? We broadcast live from the Wendy Studios, and it is hot, hot, hot this weekend. Get that strawberry frosty going on this weekend while you can. Limited time, only here for the summertime, and then it disappears again. We had it for the first time last year. It was delicious. I think I've already had six of them so far since it's come back uh, last month. Uh, Make sure to get your strawberry frosty today uh, at Wendy's. Joining us now to talk about the MLB draft that comes up next month in July. Normally, it would be coming up like this week, uh, next week, uh, but instead... Uh, it comes up in July now. He is Dan Zielinski third founder uh, and MLB draft writer for the Baseball Prospect Journal. Check him out at BaseballProspectJournal.com. Follow him on Twitter at Dan Zielinski third, or follow the website online at The BP Journal. Dan, uh, for people that aren't aware of your website and so forth, tell everybody the great job that you do and uh, kind of your whole deal. Sure. Great to talk with you, Steve. Obviously, yeah, I've been covering the MLB draft now. I think this is year eight or nine, something like that. Time flies by. But anyways, always interviewing and writing scouting reports on these top prospects. This year, I've interviewed so far 80 of the top guys in the draft class. So we'll continue to pump those stories out as the draft approaches. But always like talking to guys, watching them play, and getting also perspective from scouts, coaches, things like that. So Always enjoy doing that. You can find all the work, like Steve said, at BaseballProspectJournal.com. But just like I said, like to produce scouting reports on these top guys. I, I want to get into the the mock draft that you have. Uh, and the top of this draft, obviously, is very heavy. In the NFL draft, we always talk about, okay, once you get through the top 12 or top 15, then there's a drop-off. In this draft, where is the drop-off? Most people think it's after the top five players, so... Just going through them quickly, Dylan Cruz, the outfielder stud. from LSU, he's a stud, everyone's top guy on draft boards. But then you also have Wyatt Langford, an outfielder from Florida, who could be a five-tool guy too, just doesn't have as much experience or history of producing as, as a top-level prospect like Cruz does. And then you also have pitcher Paul Skeens, a right-hander from LSU, who's been dominant this year, has an elite fastball slider combination. And has been almost unhittable at LSU. And then two prep guys and Walker Jenkins and Max Clark, both outfielders, both a little bit different type player. Walker Jenkins is more physical, probably more of a right fielder, could maybe play center field, but hits for more power where Max Clark is more of a leadoff type guy, going to play center field, athletic, 
really good left-handed swing. So after those top five, there's a slight drop-off to that next group. I still like some of those guys in that second tier. Chase Gillander from Tennessee, right-handed pitcher, is a guy in that second group that was the second-best player in the draft class coming into the spring and just kind of had an inconsistent season so far and has kind of fallen to that group. But really that top five is where everyone's concentrated on at the top of the draft. The Brewers in this draft will pick number 18. I uh, am not opposed to who you have at 18. I don't know much about him, but that's not the guy that I wanted 18. And I will talk about who you have at 18. But first, let's talk about the guy that I wanted 18, that you have fallen all the way to freaking 25. Uh, and that's my guy, Bryce Eldridge, uh, the hitter pitcher. And again, a lot of these kids in high school do both, but this guy wants to continue doing both. Uh, at the next level, uh, and I want him mainly for first base. I don't care if he pitches six seven two nineteen with some pop from the left side. And this team desperately needs a first baseman at some point uh, in the future. He would work, and if he pitches, that's fine too. But he is a high school kid. Yeah, he's a high school kid, and that's a demographic the Brewers haven't touched in the first round since twenty eighteen. Drives me nuts. They selected. Bryce Terang, and even in 2018 when they took Terang, he was more of an advanced high school guy that people thought could move through. Wouldn't he have been one like the previous year or something like that if he had been out? Yeah, he was on scouts' radar for a long time, and just like kind of a lackluster high school showing didn't help him. He was just in front and center for so long that scouts started to kind of nitpick him, and then, yeah, he fell to the Brewers where they took him. So they haven't gone that demographic in a long time. And then, especially even a corner infield position, they haven't gone since 2008 when they took Brett Lowry. So the Brewers have really focused on up-the-middle players, especially from the college route. But Stearns so, is out. Bre- Stearns is out. It's a he- new day, I'm here to tell you. It's a new day, Dan Zielinski. We're going to get a corner infielder. Gosh darn it. Anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see yeah, it. But I it really just seems like from the people I talk to that the Brewers are focused on college guys. Not saying they're necessarily going to go a college up the middle player because where they're picking, the options might not be great. But it seems like they're going college potentially as of right now. But Bryce Eldridge is definitely getting a lot of steam in the first round. Like you said, first base, right-handed pitcher. More teams seem to prefer him as a right-handed pitcher just because he has that really good fastball slider, whereas fastball is mid to high 90s. And Taking a high school first baseman in the first round just is not a sexy pick. It didn't work for Prince Fielder. You're right. That backfired. That was a horrible pick. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he was great. But like, but you you know what? I've I've talked to guys about this. If Prince Fielder would have been on the board and David Stearns would have been the GM, and I love David Stearns, they never would have drafted Fielder. He would have went sliding by and they would have taken somebody else and regretted it forever. Thank God that wasn't the situation. And in my mind, Again, I'm not saying this dude is Otani. I'm not saying that's what Eldridge is, but clearly there's a special factor to him. Now, why does he fall? Why does he fall? Why do you think he falls all the way to 25? Take the Brewers out of it. Why doesn't he go earlier? First off, it's because he's a high school player and he's not like the top of the level high school guys. We've seen teams prefer college guys more and more in recent years. If you look at the data, it shows that college guys have a better success rate at getting to the major leagues and then also having success at the major leagues. So that's one factor in it. You kind of know more what you're going to get. And in today's baseball, teams are trying to win every single year. You're not seeing nah, a lot the of A's are not. The A's are okay, not trying well, to win every A's, single year. Stop. The A's draft. 
draft the last few years have been terrible to begin with, too. But yes. most teams are trying to win year after year. Like the Brewers, they always talk about wanting to keep that window open. And it's hard to keep it open when you're taking high school guys year after year because it takes three, four, or five years for these guys to develop and finally get to the major leagues where you take a college guy and sometimes they could be in the major leagues in two years. So part of that is why some of these high school guys have been falling a little farther recent years. We also talk about first basemen. Teams aren't taking a high school first baseman in the top half of the first round. That's just not going to happen. <clears throat> Pitching-wise, I could see him going earlier with the team announcing him as a pitcher because, like I said, Yuck. his fastball is really good. His slider, low 80 slider, extremely effective. And for a high school guy, his changeup is actually pretty good too. So I think unlike some other first basemen we've seen get drafted in the first round, at least with Bryce Eldridge, you know there's a fallback option. If you take a different first baseman any other time or year and he doesn't work out at first base, well, it's a bust. But at least if you take Bryce Eldridge and you want to try him at first base right away, you know you can fall back on his arm and him as a pitcher in some capacity. But why couldn't he so play I both think, ways, though? I mean, Otani's playing both ways. He could, but Otani's a special guy. He is. And we, we haven't really seen – Otani's really the only one – who has done it consistently enough. We look at guys like a Brendan McKay, who was drafted oh, five or so years ago by the Tampa Bay Rays out of Louisville. Yep. He was a first baseman, left-handed pitcher, and injuries kind of derailed his career, but he ended up having to just focus on pitching because it was too much. So it's just really hard to do. And then you also throw in the factor that it's going to be an 18-year-old kid going into play against oh, grown men. Oh, don't, stop, stop, and stop, so, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I, I, I love you, Dan Zielinski, so don't mind me yelling and screaming, but you know what you got yourself into when you agreed to this. This is the thing that, that I love, right? Well, you know, he's an 18-year-old high school kid. I just don't know. Meanwhile... If we look around the minors, there's a 16-year-old raking right now down in the minors. Churio is, what, 19, and he's moving, making his way up. He's at double-A. International guys, we're cool if they're, like, 15. But if I ask somebody to draft a high school kid, oh, no, that doesn't work. But I'll go sign a 15-year-old internationally. Now, please make sense of that to me. Please. Part of it, I think, comes down to money, too. I mean, say the Brewers take Bryce Eldridge at 18. The slot value is around $4 million for that pick. I don't know if Bryce Eldridge would command all $4 million. Say he commands $3.5 million. That's a pretty big investment. You want to hope you hit on that pick. I mean, especially for teams trying to win year after year, you need to try to hit on those first-round picks. So I know the draft is interesting. It also comes down to team philosophy. Like you kind of mentioned, the Brewers have not liked to take guys with a lot of risk. They want to take guys <sighs> – with higher floors and maybe a little bit lower ceilings. I kind of lean against that strategy in a way because you're never going to get potentially a superstar talent by taking high floor guys. Let so, me, let, let's go. Let's look at this another perspective, okay? They're about to, and again, they've not been in this situation ever, and I think part of this is, I don't know the exact reason why Stern's left, so I'm not going to speculate, but either way, you're going to lose Burns, you're going to lose Woodruff, you're going to probably lose Willie Adamas unless he sucks like he does currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those three are probably all gone in two years. Roddy Tellez' contract is up. Not that you have to keep Roddy Tellez, but he puts butts in seats probably a little bit. So th- those four guys are all up. You still have Contreras long-term. Then you're relying on these young group of outfielders. Folks, you 
are not going to be competing at a super high level in two years. Like, it's probably not going to happen. So if a rebuild is going to occur, it's going to occur in a couple of years. So why then wouldn't you change that philosophy right now, here in the next couple of years, and go with a younger player to get ready for that? That's essentially what the Brewers did. The Brewers just were drafting. Jackson uh, Zarensic was all about drafting those younger guys and letting them develop. Hardy high school player. Hard high school player. Prince Fielder high school player. Braun was a Melvin pick uh, because I believe Zarensic wanted Mike, um, want not Mike Cameron, who was the out- the young outfielder who played for the Marlins. Oh, and I can't think of his name. Anyways, he played in the league for a long time. But he was an upside high school player. Uh, and it was him, or it was Braun, and Melvin stomped the floor for Braun, and that's why they ended up taking Ryan Braun. Otherwise, he would have went with a high school outfielder uh, at that point. But Melvin thought they were close enough to have Braun catch up with his high school crew that were rolling through the minor leagues. I'd love to see them do something along those lines. I'm not a fan of drafting high school pitching, to be clear. But I am a fan of drafting high school bats. Yeah, if I would go the high school route, it's definitely going to be a high school bat because I think they're a little more predictable. There's not the risk, the arm situation as well. So I agree with you. I think the Brewers need to kind of step out of their comfort zone a little bit, especially with where their farm system is. It's good. It's not great. They don't have a lot of high-end type prospects in their system to begin with. And even the college guys they've taken, I like some of them, but do I think they're potential MVP type players? No, I think at best, they're probably all-star caliber players at best. So I agree with you. I think the Brewers are in an interesting situation. We just haven't seen the Brewers go out of taking those college guys. Even after the first round in recent years, yeah, I know. the Brewers have taken college guys mostly. So I just it's hard to imagine the Brewers going a different direction all of a sudden. I got another one for you. I got another one for you. Go ahead. You've got the Brewers taking Tommy Troy, the shortstop from Stanford, at 18. So I want your thoughts on Tommy Troy, but I also want your thoughts on Braden Taylor, who you have going a pick before, who is a corner infielder who plays third base for TCU. If you had your druthers, which one would you take and compare and contrast the two for me, please, Dan Zolinski? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess let's first just talk about who each player is. I guess Tommy Troy is a guy who has played all over the diamond for Stanford. He has experience playing second base, shortstop, third base, left field, and right field. So a typical Brewer-type pick, up the diamond with versatility. He profiles probably best as an offensive first, second baseman. He'll play quality defense. He's athletic, has a strong arm. A little bit smaller of a guy, 5'10", pushing 200 pounds, who makes consistent hard contact. He also really has a strong feel for the strike zone. He rarely chases out of the zone. And just overall, play discipline, is quality with with him and with Braden Taylor he's an interesting guy because this year coming into the draft he could have been potentially top 15 top 10 for sure but he kind of had an inconsistent season so far TCU good size at 6'1 175 pounds left-handed hitter with really simple mechanics his swing is built to just drive the ball to the gaps and hit some home runs as well notable play discipline as well with Taylor and strong pitch recognition too, which I think is key, especially when you look at some of the third basemen in this year's draft class. Uh, Yohandi Morales, a third baseman from Miami, who I like as well. He kind of has a lot, a little bit more swing and miss in his game, where Taylor, he doesn't swing and miss a lot. So I think that's something valuable for a third baseman. But 
Taylor going to hit for some average, going to definitely hit for power. And talking about both of them, I think I would probably lean towards Taylor. I think his ability to hit, hit for average and power, also doing it from the left side, is extremely valuable. He's a quality defensive player who can definitely handle third base and play it at at least an average to above average level. I do like Tommy Troy and his versatility and overall athleticism, but looking specifically at the Brewers, if it was me, I would take Taylor, Braden Taylor, the third baseman from TCU, just because I think his ability at the plate fits what the Brewers need and I think would allow him to also move through a farm system quickly. Well, let's talk about this guy you have the Mariners taking. I don't know how to say his name. Nolan, whatever his last name is. Chanul, is that how you say it? Uh, the first baseman outfielder from Florida Atlantic. Obviously, I want him to play first base. Uh, why uh, 22 for him? Because reading this little piece that you have on him says he might be able to sign him for a below slot, uh, which would be even better for the Milwaukee Brewers, and it's a college player. Yeah, Nolan Shawnell, the first baseman outfielder from Florida Atlantic University. He's definitely getting some first-round buzz. I know the Cardinals have some interest in him. And really, a lot of teams throughout the back half of the first round do. Like I mentioned and like you mentioned, um, he does probably going to command a below-slot deal depending on where he goes. If he goes late teens, early 20s, that'll probably be the case. But Shawnell is really one of the better hitters in college baseball. He has the ability to hit for average in power doesn't strike out a lot with his advanced feel at the plate and one knock on him is he's not in a major conference like the sec doing it but overall shawnel i think for a first baseman i hate taking first baseman if it's me in the first round just because all their values tied with their bat where shawnel is athletic enough he came up as a high school outfielder playing the corners i think he can handle one of those corner spots, and overall just complete hitter. He's hitting over 400 this year, showing power to just a really well-rounded player in general, and offensive skill set really stands out for him. He is Dan Zolinski. Make sure to check out his fine, fine website, baseballprospectjournal.com. He's interviewed, what, 80 guys uh, that you can read all the different interviews on and stuff, uh, and it's cool, and his mock draft 2.0 uh, if he's interviewed him, there's a little link right underneath the write-up. You just click on it, and uh, you can learn more about that player as well. So definitely want to check that out. Tell your friends, uh, whoever may be into the baseball draft, if you're a draft junkie like myself, uh, it's just really good. Yes, MLB Pipeline exists. Yes, Baseball America exists. But uh, start reading the upcoming rising star, uh, Dan Zielinski the third, BaseballProspectJournal.com, former employee here at WSSP, for those that uh, don't remember, or intern. Did you, Were you on the payroll, or were you just an intern? I don't even remember. Just a long-term intern. I started freshman year and finished uh, when I graduated. Yeah. Four uh, years. Four years later, almost later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan Zielinski, just a great dude. Uh, again, follow him on Twitter as well at Dan Zielinski3. Follow the website at the BP Journal, of course, baseballprospectjournal.com. Dan, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Great to always talk with you. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.